Buckle up, excellence junkies, because this podcast is definitely for you. Welcome to Rocket Fuel. Do you wish that you could surround yourself with people that love to kick ass just like you? Well, come to my party, baby, and meet some of the brightest stars in the entrepreneurial galaxy because it is my mission to give these entrepreneurs a platform to declare what they are on this planet to accomplish and to show you why they are rocket goodness guys my dear rocketeers this is going to be a like boom for real um episode today it is perfect for those of you that have desire to actually share your knowledge on stage and i'm not talking about somebody else's stage i am talking about the desire to share it on your stage so that you can control the vibe the energy the message and ultimately offer people the best offer that you can provide to the people that you want to serve. And this is like, I'm super excited about it. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, you need to meet this guy, this guy, because we have today. He's amazing. We have Ken Krell, who is the founder of amazing digital events. This is his mission to be able to help entrepreneurs realize this dream of having an event that truly represents who they are, but is actually is actually revenue generating. Imagine that, right? Ken, <laughs> thank you for joining me because I admire you so much. I love you too. <laughs> Great to be here. Great to yeah. Be here. So tell me, I know that you've been in the event space for a long time and then, you know, going into digital events, but tell me about just why this is so important for you to help people put on amazing digital events. Well, Wanda, first of all, thanks. It's great, great to be here with you as always. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I've been, I've been speaking in front of people for forty years, which amazes me that it's been that long. Uh, and <laughs> I see people struggling. They certainly after things shifted, so <laughs> seems like so long ago at this point. Um, people needed to pivot, and I was looking for what can I do to make a difference. What you know, what should my thing be? Because I've always been speaking for other people on their stages as their mouthpiece and made millions for them. But what could I do for me? And I don't know how many other people out there are in that state where it's like, I got a message, but I'm not sure how to get it out. Yeah. So it occurred to me in a meditation that what I should do is actually teach what it is that I do do. Mm. So and you were actually, so tell me about how you were doing this on, on other stages. What is What does that mean? Well, I was a paid, I was kind of a paid gun. I paid a higher gun. So mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, if you remember to Charles Gibbons, Gibbons uh, had a program and I would travel the country and I would teach his stuff on the, on stage. Ah. They, they would fill rooms and I was the guy that would fly in and be, hi, oh, you know, um, I was the guy, if, if you saw the, the, the infomercials come to the hotel for the free lecture on how you can buy real estate, no money down. Well, you go to the hotel ah. and see me. You'd see me. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm following. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. it was a fabulous training ground. I mean, I, I learned how to do TV. I learned how to do radio. I learned how to do newspaper interviews. And I got paid to do it. It was awesome. And I was spoiled because I would fly to a place. You know, they paid for the air. They paid for the hotel. And I just showed up. I spoke. I was like the rock star. And then yeah. I got to go home if I ever got home because <laughs> there were times I was home six, six days a month. Uh, uh. But there, there were some, but I never felt like I was working. 
you know, yeah. I mean, you know, every now and then you have an audience eat one of them, but typically it, it was just a love fest. And, and I had two years when I was in Canada, I was commuting from Fort Lauderdale to Canada, all over Canada. And it was the best ever because I bring my skis. And so I, you know, I'd go and I'd, I'd speak during the week, I'd ski the weekend and I'd speak during the next week. It was the best thing ever. Um, so nice. that whole thing was fat. Those were the, the good old days, you know, now yeah. the pivot to digital and I started doing that in 2009, um, yeah. doing some digital summits and so on. I mean, it's been a long time for me. Uh, so this so-called pivot has been like, yeah, and, uh, you know, and even in lockdowns, and I've been through a bunch of different lockdowns, so it's no shift to me at all. I mean, what am I wow. going to do? I'm, I'm still doing business, you know? So yeah. it's been the best thing ever. And to share that with other people and give them the flexibility and freedom to take command and control of their lives uh, by using the power of digital is phenomenal. And it's, it's only a business that's growing. I mean, the studies have shown compound annual projected growth rate for the next like five, six years, 23%. Wow. And in our space, and then our space of digital is 25%. So if people are thinking, well, you know, now that things are shifting and we're going back to a so-called whatever new normal life is, we'll go to live events or live physical events rather. I'm like, that's wonderful. And I'm not shifting. I'm not going right. to get on a digital mask. Right. And digital will never go away. I mean, hopefully people no. will realize if they hadn't been going digital, that this is like a must have layer, you know, to your business. Yeah. But but to your point, like I work with people all over the country, all over the world. And so, you know, having digital conversations was just kind of part of how I did business. So that yeah. that aspect of it you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, this is the new way. But like you said, I've been doing this since 2009. Like, but what's perfect about it, yeah. it, what's perfect about it is that this isn't new experience that you're providing the people that you yeah. support. You're like, yeah, been there, done that. And now I've just amped it up. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a couple of things. I want to kind of make some distinctions here. People talk yeah. about virtual events and I and my buddy Simon, Simon Bowen from here in Australia took me apart a couple of years ago and he's like, Ken, they're not virtual. They're real. They're like digital events. You know, I mean, uh, is, a phone call, is a phone call, is a phone call real or virtual? And it's real. It's a real conversation. Is this real or is this virtual? You know, this, yeah. is, this is us, right? And now we take yeah. Zoom calls for granted. So is it, so we don't even talk virtual. I talk I, it's, and it's live. So it's a live online event, live digital event. But I, virtual is like one of those no, no words ever because yeah. that implies not real, you know? Um, right. I love and, that. I love that. Yeah. And the thing that people, it's funny because a friend of mine who I've spoken on his stage, I was, I was, he was one of my clients uh, and made a lot of money for him. He said to me the other day, he's, he's like, so digital events, are they as profitable is physical. I'm like, Brendan, I told you this at lunch the other day. My God, why would you do physical events ever anymore? And he's like, they're oh. so expensive. Well, they're, they're crazy expensive. I mean, you've got, think about this. If you're not, if you, even if you're doing it in your hometown, you still got to pay for the hotel because you're going to stay there to be in that space in that mental space. Uh, space. Mm -hmm. and if, you, if it's not in your hometown and you're flying there for you and your team and the hotel and the food, that's just for you physically. Right. And by the way, if you're me and for the past well, eight years I was living in Thailand. So try going from Bangkok to Australia, to London, to California, Ugh. to Miami. Just the time on the airplane alone is un unproductive. That's one. But then yep. there's the, the challenge of the damn jet lag. And if you people in North America are like, yeah, I know jet lag from New York to California. 
I'm going to tell you something. Get a light. <laughs> That's nothing. You guys have no clue you're lightweights. You want to talk about jet lag, you go 24 hours from Bangkok to Tokyo, Tokyo to California, California to Miami to see my mom. That's yeah. jet lag. You know, yeah. that's jet lag. So, yeah. you know, so you lose that time. And of course, the production time by feeling like you've been hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. But now you're, but also now, top of that, if you're doing an event, you've got hotel catering, ballroom rental. You've got to book it out months in advance to get the space. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then let's take a look at, the, let's take a look at the clients. They've got to get on a plane to go from wherever to come to you. And likelihood is they're not going to fly from Johannesburg, South Africa to Orlando for a two-day event. Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. So but this is, now- I just have to unpack this just for a moment, yeah, because what I, what I love about this discussion is that we're, we're not talking about digital events in light of what has just happened in the shift. It's, it's literally mm-hmm. thinking about how, and especially as an entrepreneur, how efficient cost-effective, amazing ROI it is to master. So let's clarify, to master a digital event because the mastery is understanding, and this is where your perspective is coming from, understanding what made that physical event so enticing what made people think like, how how could you replace that? And, And you've put a lot of effort into ensuring, well, hence the name of your company, amazing digital events, right? It's ensuring that that digital experience is so amazing that everybody is happy, that people don't feel compromised. So what were some of the things that to you were critical that you had to carry over from a physical event that you had to ensure was in your amazing digital events? It's a great question. First of all, you can have probably about 80 to 90% of the same stuff you did in a physical room happen online. Now you can't hug, which I miss. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to give people back rubs in the back of my room, which now probably I get arrested for because they call that <laughs> sexual deviancy. You know, um, <laughs> in the day you could give people back rubs, they go, thank you. And said, so now they want to slap you. It's crazy, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, whatever. But the, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that we need to bear in mind is that what you bring to the table because being what i call ridiculously irresistible uh it really is a function of using brain science which is really how we're documenting it now i, I call it neural rapport uh, mm. and effectively when you open up your heart when you become real and you don't bs people and you're just transparent with who you are that that level of connection makes all the difference in the world Mm-hmm. That's that's the the consideration right there, and mm-hmm. so with that, and by the way, real quickly, are, am I echoing for you? Because I'm echoing back to me, and I want to make sure that nope. you're okay. Sounds good here. Yep. Okay. Thank okay. You. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so, and by the way, what what I did just now, I do in my events. Yeah. I'm as transparent as that, and because and your audience loves that. So if you simply put your ego on the shelf and mm. deliver deliver from heart. I mean, just the dynamics of an amazing event. I don't have walls of technology here. I've got two plants and a picture. Okay. Oh, and I do have some blue lights because I wanted some sexy disco stuff, but <laughs> that you know, I spent an extra 50 bucks, but that's it. You, you know, yeah. I don't do the high tech. I do the high touch. And yeah. that's, I think, a significant, significant difference. The more, uh, my sense is, the more honest you are with your audience, the more you treat them like adults and treat them like friends and recognize, here's one big mindset shift I want everyone to get. 
Mm. And that is the people in your audience came there because they want to be there. This isn't a corporate event where they're like, oh, damn, what are you going to teach me? This mm. is the events that we do are events that people pay to be at. They're events that they want to be at. They dedicate and dedicate their time to be at. So they're already friendly and ready for you. They are your cheerleaders. They are your fans before you even say hello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that should make life a lot easier. And I do want to make one other one other important distinction because people have said, but you know, can you really sell the same way? Can you really convert the same percentage of audience? And I'm telling you what, I've converted better. Whoa. <laughs> I've converted better with higher prices than ever before. Yes. Because one Man. of the things that yeah, because here's the thing. I can see, you know, I can see you and I can see what's going on with, with you right now, but, but, and you've been to my, to my, to my pride experience. I have. I can, I can see families, you know, coming in. I can see the kids and the cats and the dogs and, you know, the babies and, and I call people out on it and people are seen better. Think about this. If you were speaking to an audience of even 500 people in a, in a ballroom, and I've done many of those over the years, typically all you see are the first three or four rows. You know, and you get to a room of a thousand or more, they're watching you on video anyway, right? And you, you're, and you're blinded by lights. You don't see anybody. Here, yeah. I get to see all of you. And I, and something else, strategy. We talked about this before we went live. I design my events to be small and intimate because I want to yes. be able to see people and pick on them. <laughs> you know, but I pick on them with love. You know, I get to yeah, see, yeah. I get fun. But that's the right fit audience for me. If they mm-hmm. can't take a sense of humor and being ribbed, then they're the wrong folks. And yes. that's a whole nother consideration. That right fit audience will follow you to the ends of the earth because they know they're seen, you know, yes. that matters so much. So I specifically keep things limited. And by the way, that inc- also a smaller, a smaller group also improves your, your closing ratio too, if you want to get too technical on that. Mm, uh, which, interesting. Yeah. Cause sometimes we think of like this one big event and we want to try and jam as many people in it as possible. And with a, 10, 20, 30% closing rate and, yep. you know, all yep. of that stuff. Yep. But we, yep. there's so much to talk about. Okay. By the way, my dear Rocketeers, <laughs> we could spend hours with Ken. So I'm trying <laughs> to like control myself and figure out like, what is, no, what is going to be of greatest value to you as a listener? So what I'm going to do, I understand we all listen to our podcasts, you know, we're working, we're driving, whatever. If you have been desiring to share your, your, not only your knowledge, but yourself, right? Your personality and to finally have control over impacting the people that you want to impact. You can tell by Ken, how, how you speak, that you're talking a lot about connection and impact. It's not about like the razzmatazz production quality, although I love your background and your palms and, and all of that stuff. But we were talking about off camera, you know, like, that, hey, if somebody wants to zhuzh it up and, and do that because that's who they are and that's the reflection of their personality, awesome, right? But if somebody wants to do it from their office and whatever, and that's what their comfort level is, the authenticity is what's really important. But you, but people can can witness that from how it is that you put together your own events and Oh my gosh, there's so much, so much to talk about. But the, my objective here is that person that I just called out. I want you to stop, pause for a moment because we have to realize that where Ken came from, very interestingly enough, was being the hired gun for a company that already had high ticket, what people will call quote unquote high ticket. You like to call it what, Ken? Premium value offers. 
a premium value because, offer. Because I focus on what you're delivering and premium value is oriented towards you, not towards me. High ticket is all about me. Premium value is all about totally. you. Totally. When we say, oh, I, well, I really want to put together a high ticket offer, that mentality, like literally it like uh, me sometimes yep. because so yep. for those of you listening that are not entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs may put together, oh, I want to put together a high ticket offer, meaning like a more their most expensive program. Right now, to be fair, for many entrepreneurs that even use the term high ticket offer, their intention is to say, like, what is the program that is like if I could do my best version of my service for you. This is like the whole Shazam, like, you know, A through Z, but it winds up being a more expensive offer, right? So, but there's this terminology in the industry called high ticket and it's so selfish. It's about me, me, me. And when you put together, put that same intent and say, it's a premium value, then all of a sudden you're like switching your brain to say, to really think of it as like, what is the best version, the greatest value I could possibly offer? And it's not going to be perfect for everybody, but I know maybe a small percentage of people are like, look, I respect you, your methodology, the whole thing. Give me the whole nine yards, right? And that's what that would be. So the key to talking about wanting to impact an audience and all that stuff is not to do a bunch of charity talks, right? When we're impact driven, that's what we often accidentally do because we're not strategically thinking about how we share our knowledge and such. And so Ken's focus is like, sure, you could do all that. Let's package all that. But the core of it has to be that premium value offer. And so there are a lot of questions around that. How Ken approaches it is is very different. But you know, every single one of our episodes, my goal here is to you to introduce you to an amazing expert, inspire you, woohoo, and then give you something to do <laughs> as a result. Right? I like the woohoo. The woohoo is yeah. what's most important. Right? Well, yes, right exactly. Right because right. that's what people are going to feel when they hear you. They're going to be like, ooh, you know, I want the adrenaline yeah. to, to be amped up and you're worthy of that, right? But this is what you need to do. You need to pull out your phone and request this guide that Ken put together called Ready to Create Your Stage, which actually is about designing that ridiculously irresistible offer. He has his own formula and approach of what not only makes a high ticket offer, but that premium (laughs) value offer that is truly irresistible. And there's emotional components to it as well as value components. Okay. So we can't dig into it, but I highly recommend that you get this guide. It's going to be a different approach that what you than what you've seen with other folks. And this is how you get it. You're going to text RF dash amazing RF for rocket fuel dash amazing all one word to 411321. If you're in the US, make sure if it asks for your email address, you put that in because that's how you're going to get this PDF, right? It is short, sweet, but it actually has an extra for you to to start the process of either evaluating whether the offer you have is ridiculously irresistible or if the the that offer that you're dreaming of like how can you make it ridiculously irresistible all right if you're outside of the u.s i don't forget you i love you all right but you are going to use WhatsApp and you're going to WhatsApp to 1-909-741-1321. And the message you send us is RF-dash 
amazing. All of these instructions are in your episode notes, but I would prefer you whip out your phone and do it now. I don't want you to forget. It's important enough for you to actually receive this guide. Literally take 30 minutes. Whip it out, baby. Whip it out. (laughs) He has his cell phone in his hand. All right, guys. Whip it out. My Rocketeers are very dirty. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's the right, that's the right fit audience. That's the whole point. It's the right. If if anyone was offended by that, bye. Not interested. Exactly. Our intention here, I've always said, my intention is to introduce you to people that are doing like excellent work. Ken, you're truly rocket fuel for the folks that, that, that you work with, but I don't want people to say, oh, I intend to like follow him at some point, like get this guide. It's going to like change your perspective. And it also is kind of, um, when you're coming from a good place in that, like, oh, I really want to introduce great value to people. It's not so scary to offer it you kind of feel like this is i'm being of service to say like this is what i truly believe is like the right thing if you're feeling this right does that make sense yeah the fun part about it is when you really recognize the value that you have to offer and that is a struggle for a lot of people because of imposter syndrome which is very real Right. Mm -hmm. But once you Mm -hmm. recognize the value that you truly have uh, and you created a uh, an offer, a proposition, an invitation that is so overwhelmingly value oriented, then your attitude is going to be like, if you don't accept this, you need counseling. You know, something is wrong with you. If you say no, there is something clinically wrong with you. And when you have, and I say that, and I kind of mean it because. Yeah, you believe in it so much, you know, the value. Yeah, it's your certainty of the value you can offer. I mean, I have people all day long, and you've been to my events, so you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know, that are like, my God, you changed my life. And I people that started with with a value of $49 for their ebook, and then just in three days went up 18 times to 900 bucks, and now she's at $9,000. So, so the, the growth of who we think we are has to shift. Right? Yeah. Um, and then when you have that certainty of, yeah, I really am worthy, I really do have that element of value and I really can change your life. And by the way, even if you don't know the topic, let's get clear for a second. Mm. When I started doing my second digital event was called trading profit strategies. I was, I was teaching people, I wasn't doing the teaching, but I I was teaching people uh, how to trade stocks. Now I have a 100% success rate in the stock market. 100% of the time I lose all my money. (laughs) I know nothing, nothing. Yeah, oh just, just my goodness! Just from hope, that's Hogan's heroes. Uh, <laughs> think back, but but in any event, just channeling, just channeling John Banner. But in any, he played Colonel Corporal uh, Klinger, not Klinger, um, Hammett, whatever. Anyway, uh, I don't know. By the way, if you if you mess up the references, don't worry; they'll just laugh with you anyway. Just keep going. Exactly. Johnny Carson used to like that joke was bad, and everyone loved that. It was more funny than the actual joke itself. In any event, it was uh, whatever. I'm now now it's going to bother me, but. The there was a point to this, which I've completely forgotten uh, at this point. No well, now I'm trying I'm to think about. of like Hogan's hero. I'm like, oh, I'm all I have no it. clue what the hell I'm talking about. Um, oh, you uh, said you anyway. had no idea about you were 100% successful. Oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, the yeah. Right, right, right. So what did I do? I, I brought in five speakers who were experts and I hosted yes. them. Yeah. Okay, so I curated that content. So if you're in the in the space of, you know, gee whiz, I don't really have that expertise yet. I want to teach this stuff, but I'm not the guy or the gal, then bring mm-hmm. people in who are who are who can add the value that you can't and host it. 
and mm-hmm. deliver it that way. So you don't have to be. And listen, uh, when the pandemic first started hitting, I put together a program. It was 55 speakers over 28 and a half hours nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah, you used to see me at the end. I was a, I was a complete, I was a basket case. It was, it was really crazy. You've watched me <laughs> suddenly decline, you know. Right. But it was called Opportunity Thon. And it was my, uh, it was an online marathon um, of people that had a way of sharing what's the biggest opportunity during this whole COVID disaster, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. a lot of people have had their best years ever, you know, mm-hmm. those, those that didn't die, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, literally, right? You know, there's people that have been struggling. And I decided, I saw friends that were in the hospitality business that were frozen. And I was like, what, do, what can we do to help them? So I put this whole program together. But I, I, I didn't even speak. I just hosted it. I mean, I interviewed mm-hmm. people, but but we were talking about it after it was like, I forgot to have a session of my own. Um, but so you don't have to be the guru, the expert. All you got to do is have the vision for what you want to contribute. And then you make it happen that way. I mean, right, right. now. And, but then you like, have to have your endpoint. You have to have like, OK, yeah. I'm collecting all these people. And this is why yeah. the, the offer is so important, right? Pretty because quick, because it's like, well, what is all of this leading to? You have to have that end point, And then that yep. kind of influences the structure and the flow of the event. Yeah, we've got to begin with begin with the end, the end in mind. Um, and I say that all roads lead to Rome. And that's the whole focus. If you don't have that, and by the way, if it doesn't fit the flight to Rome, it doesn't get on yeah. the plane. Yes. You know, when we craft, that's a good metaphor, I should use that. One of the things that's so critically important is that people, when they design their events, they start adding all sorts of stuff that's cutesy or this or that. And it distracts, mm. distracts distracts and that sometimes I tell my clients less is more just yeah. leave it alone you know just talk to your people let them be part of the community community building is critical people people spend a fortune I mean a fortune on community mm-hmm. they'll, they'll buy they'll buy your program for what I call wisdom transfer but they'll mm-hmm. stay because of the community that's why they're mm-hmm. they don't want to be disconnected because so many of us have challenges at home. Okay, let's not get into that whole thing. But yeah, but how many of your friends think you're a, a nutcase? I used to have a friend of mine to take walks with me. So Ken, are you ready to get a real job? I'm like, mm-hmm. what? What? <laughs> so they we're not understood as entrepreneurs. We're not understood. Our family has no clue what the hell we're doing. My grandmother yeah. had no clue what I did. Had no respect for me because I wasn't the doctor, the lawyer, the accountant. When I finally showed her my first book, she goes, Ah, my grandson, the author. You know, then I was respected, right? Yeah. So having that community of like-minded people that get each other, that's why masterminds are so powerful these days, you know? Yes. But they'll stay. And if you build that component into your premium value offer, and there's four pillars that I teach that are so fundamental that most people don't get all of them. Right. And And those, that's that's in the value bomb, right? Just might be. It just might be. You have to find out. You'll have to go text to that catchword, baby, (laughs) and find out on your own. Oh my goodness! Well, well, I mean, we're pitch with the freebies. Like, anchor in. Yes, exactly. Well, honestly, like you put the time in. I I want to point out, like, yes, you definitely put the time in in putting this together because you initially sent one thing and then we talked through it and we rehashed it or whatever. So I just want you guys to know that we put a lot of thought into how to optimally serve you as a listener. That's very important to me and my guests. Ken, you worked really hard on putting that together. So I'm not like, saying it lightly that if this resonates with you at all, then I do recommend that that you text that and I'm going to introduce it right at the end. But one thing that we didn't touch on is 
what I thought was really intriguing is your approach about incorporating digital events as like a, a consistent part of your business. And you, you had yeah. this response to like, you know, everybody's saying, oh, this big one event that you have a year. And that's really stressful. So tell me about your perspective on that. Great. That's a really good distinction. So a couple of things. So you see, you see some of the people that are doing their big monumental events with a thousand people, 5,000 people, whatever it is, they do it once a year, like Funnel Hacking Live, fantastic event. But what happens if you aren't ready for it today, but in six months you need it? What happens in four months? months if you need you got to wait right because there's a big week. offer at the end of that that event and basically sure. like if you're not there at that event you need to wait an entire year or at least a that's year. the perception exactly right? an entire and, year to get that value of the of well, his well, just, program it's not even not even their high ticket offer but the event itself where the learning is you know it's like if you want to if you need a roof you need a roof now you don't need to wait a year to get the roof on your house it's, it's leaking it's leaking if you want the knowledge and the wisdom that comes from and like if you want to do events for example and i'm only doing my program now then you're going to wait a year to see me do it again that doesn't work you want to run an event next week next month yeah right? so my structure is originally it was six six times a year one every other month but i used to do i used to do three-day events every week every weekend i would travel to a different city so to me to just do it at home is no no real biggie right uh, so now we're now we're scheduled for uh for eight events a year and but they're limited in size we won't go any bigger than 250 and there's a reason mm. for it. there's a reason for it number one my design. I, I like the connection of getting cheeky with people. And if I have thousands, I can't see them. So yeah. I learned long, learned long ago, the difference between 50 and 70 people, between 50 and 70 made a difference to me in my heart. Mm -hmm. you know? So, and is it a little bit more expensive? Yeah. But guess what? Your conversion rates go up a little bit too, because the connection is so tight. People know they're, they're seen and they matter. And when they know they, when they know their matter, they, that they matter and they're respected and they're seen, she whiz, they want more of it as opposed to yeah. being lost and begging, and begging for attention. The other thing to consider is this. I talk about events as a tool. The objective is ultimately to sell your premium value offer, really to build your business. And you could do it in many different ways. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you can absolutely do, do people calling in on a Facebook ad to a coaching or to a strategy call and sell from that. And people do very well with that, but they don't, they're not onboarded with the same level of community and the same level of connection. When people come to my program, okay. And it's a pretty significant investment. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're onboarded almost instantly because during the three days of my pride experience, I'm evaluating them, they're evaluating me, and my alumni that are members of the Safari community are in there too. And so by the time someone is approved, if they're approved into the program, they already know the culture. Yes. And they're already welcomed in. So now it's sort of like an old friend. Yeah, you were with us. Come on in. As opposed to some stranger that's coming in off of whatever. It's sort of like, like, have you ever moved and been to been first day of a school in another city where you've never been before? You feel like, oh, God, what am I going to do? I have no friends. Uh -huh. Not not now. You know, now yeah. you like spend three days with these people. So it really does allow you. Yeah, to you're excited to see those people on the other side. Right. Exactly. Like everybody's kind of part of that journey. And so as Ken had mentioned, when I first met Ken, I was like, this is really interesting. He talked about the pride experience. I just want to point out that pride actually means produce ridiculously irresistible digital events. I was like, what? Yeah. 
<laughs> Everything but we do is in an acronym. Everything I, we do. I know. It is kind of funny. Yeah, you have a little, an acronym for, for, for everything. But what's interesting about this is because what you do is help people put together these types of events, when they go through that three-day experience, you actually get to witness a lot of your formula, not everything, but you're actually seeing it it play out in in front of you, which is just an amazing way to buy and feel comfortable, right? Because you're literally witnessing what it is that that you are seeking, you know, to achieve, which is really cool. So, be you know, before we wrap up, what I you said that you know you're you're getting into you were doing it six times a year. Um, you're yeah. starting to offer it eight times a year. So when you do text. RF dash amazing, right? Two, four, one, one, three, two, one. All right, you're not now. only going to get the guide. Do yeah, now. do it now. Do um, it now. You're not only going to get the guide, but then you'll have access to speak to somebody, to either Ken or somebody on his team. Um, get in. It's very low cost. Get in on the event. Tell them, tell them that you heard it from Rocket Fuel. Maybe Ken will take care of you somehow. But, but I just threw you, you under never, the bus. You right never there. know, darling. You, you never, never know. know. But text RF amazing. You will immediately get that guide to 411321. Of course, if you're in the US, um, you're going to get that guide. You'll also get a link so that you can learn more about these pride experience. It's very, very intriguing. The other thing, obviously, if you're outside of the US, you can text it using WhatsApp to 1909-741-1321. And remember the keyword, the message you're gonna send is RF-amazing, all one word. Don't forget to provide your email address. One thing before we wrap up that I want to just keep like reiterating because everything that you say and your messaging is all about value. Like your concept around doing, you know, delivering this experience multiple times a year you brought it up based on like you just put together this awesome thing and people have to wait for it again. Like if you truly believe that it was value and impactful, like, yes, plan to do it over and over again out of a, not of a sense of like me, me, me. Right. But as a sense of like <laughs> delivering the value that you intend to, that you desire to do. And so I just want to point point that out because it's very evident and it's very evident in how you talk about everything that you're like impact and value driven. And so if that resonates with you as a rocketeer, as you're listening, um, I know that, you know, there are a lot of various experts that we could work with, especially when we're thinking about how we present ourselves on stage and what we may, may want to do. But those are values that are very important. They're unique that I see in you, Ken. And so I just want to make sure that I bring that out to the audience. Aww, so with that being said, that. yeah, as we're wrapping up, um, what are your final words since I've been yap, yap, yapping? Final words to our Rocketeers. Oh my gosh. Step out, challenge yourself, grow and serve. Yeah. The step out is really important. Imagine stepping out on your own stage. Mm. Nice. See, <laughs> it's, it's finally taking control right now in the world. And, you know, you may see this program three years from when we're recording it, but guess what? we need to continue to take charge of our lives and the world is all about taking charge of us. Let's regain our control. So yeah. that way we have control of our lives. That's what this will do for you. Exactly. I love it. Thank you, Ken, the founder of Amazing Digital Events. Please text RF-amazing to 411321 or the WhatsApp. Check it out in the episode notes. I hope, Ken, you have an amazing day from Australia. I mean, he's serving you from Australia. It's like a ridiculous 
time. And um, I want to thank you so much. And Rocketeers, I hope that you have a rockin' day. Bye now. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Look, every one of our episodes is boosted by a value-packed keyword called a catchword. Yeah. This allows our audiences to text to receive even more value from our guests. So take advantage of that great value. And if you share your expertise by guesting on podcasts or TV or speaking in front of live or digital audiences, then you're leaving anonymous fans behind. So go get a catchword at catchwords.com, K-E-T-C-H words.com and use podcast 20 as a promo code for 20% off your setup fee. Look, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Rocket Fuel podcast so you never miss your jolt of Rocket Fuel. Until next time, adios.